Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Our guest today, one of the best and brightest. He's been a radio air talent programmer and broadcast engineer who's gone on to create the world's largest and most popular music scheduling system, Music Master. Randall on Demand is proud to welcome back the founder of Aware Software, Jonah. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? It's nice to be here. This time we're focusing on an area near and dear to your heart, and that is music scheduling. So first yeah. of all, could you share with us the whole story of what prompted you to invent Music Master in the first place? Oh, sure. I mean, I was on the radio before there were computer music scheduling so- software systems, and uh, so I... Yeah, I, I would live through the whole gamut of, you know, grab the next record off the wall, you know, just as the last record was spinning down, uh, you know, and, and there was no pre-scheduled music at all. And I've gone through things like, you know, uh, here's a list of artists that you got to hit during your shift, um, writing down when you played that record so the next guy wouldn't play it, uh, the, you know, in the next shift, all those things, all the way to card file systems and everything else. And I was actually pre-scheduling the music for uh, WZUU in Milwaukee. And the pr- program director was Steve Schramm, a good friend of mine. And he basically was looking at a service where he could get music logs faxed to him. And I said, you know, I think I would be able to write a computer program that would be able to do this. So what was taking about three hours a day to meticulously put together a format and pre-schedule music, I was able to get the computer to do this in a lot shorter time. And it actually made a lot of sense because now I could tinker with the computer program and have it do a much better job and add new things to it to make it even smarter and smarter. And that was really the genesis of what is now Music Master. And of course, after 30 plus years, you know, it's advanced quite a bit. And music scheduling now doesn't even come close to resembling what it was back in the early days of computer scheduling. Computer scheduling actually introduced its own set of problems that didn't exist when we were hand scheduling, but they also solved a lot of problems. And today, the technology is just science fiction compared to what it was in the beginning. Well, Joe, looking back for a moment, what were some of the biggest objections to using a computer as a tool to help schedule music when you first started? And what about today? Well, I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, their job security was at risk. You know, if the computer's going to schedule the music, then you don't need me. And, and that was actually, you know, misguided because what it really did was it freed the people up who were creating that music content and cultivating and curating that music flow. It freed them up to really do more other things and to also focus more on how can I improve what I'm doing on the air? How can I improve this music mix and flow? And the, the software actually made their job easier. It didn't take their job away like a lot of them feared that it would. The computer can work really fast. It can make a lot of decisions very, very quickly. And a lot of the things that are go into putting together a good music mix and flow and circulating the music through the hours and tape parts, a lot of that stuff is better handled by a computer because there's so many decisions going on and it requires an incredible amount of memory. Like, when did I play this song last? And how long has it been since I played it in this day part or this hour? Uh, when did I play this artist last? The computer can know that much faster than a human can. So 
we can take our mind off of now the, you know, that having to remember those things and keep them in our head. Let just the computer deal with that and then focus on, you know, getting the, getting the mix right and circulating the music right. So these days, I mean, people are used to everything from computerized traffic logs to billing and accounting systems. Are there any stations that still are doing stuff by hand or is, are we, is that pretty well conquered right now? <laughs> I don't know too many, but there are some, you know, there are some people who are, grabbing the songs and playing them as they will, but they're, they're very hard to find these days. You know, most people are using some kind of a computer to do it just because it makes sense to do that. I mean, it's just, it's really a lot of work to try to do that well without a computer. And you may never be able to do it as well without a computer than you, that you can with the help of a computer. It's, it's a tool that helps you take the music that you decide to play and everybody knows, you know, tight is right. You should play less songs than the competitor and you'll probably beat them. But when you, as you play fewer and fewer songs, it becomes even more critical that you get the right mix and flow and especially the circulation of those songs through all the hours and day parts because of the way listeners listen habitually. They listen for limited periods of time. And you have to make sure that every listener is exposed to your entire music library, no matter when they happen to tune in. And this means circulating and distributing your limited playlists through all those day parts and hours. So a lot of rule-based systems that have been used in the past, they force songs to circulate well, but you can't fight the mathematics. You've got to get your categories and clocks designed to move the songs through those hours and day parts naturally, and then have the computer basically back that up and look at some of the other factors like artist separation and the different mix of different genres of music and eras and so on. There's so much to keep in mind that it's almost mind-boggling for a human to keep that all in their head, but it's fairly easy for a computer to do it. Now, in the beginning, Joe, you guys are DOS guys, right? And Because Windows had not been invented yet. What were the original considerations you wanted Music Master to achieve for stations? Well, I mean, obviously, both, almost all music scheduling by computer started by emulating the old card file system. You know, the index cards play the songs from the front of the file, and when you play them, put them in the back. But the index file system had a, a whole bunch of problems. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was on the air at uh, WZZP, a booth station in Cleveland, I was really involved in the research, and I was really involved in the music scheduling or the music planning, and I was on the air. So I would look at the front of the card file, and I would see every night when I got on the air, there was a particular song that was always in the front of the file, which means everybody had skipped over it all day long. <laughs> and it turns out that that song, which was Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack, was our highest-testing female appeal songs. And I knew that because we had some really big names that were doing call-out research. They're big names now. Back then, they were getting their start, too. And so I knew that that was a very high testing song. And so we had a music meeting. We said, guys, you can't skip this song anymore. You got to play this song. It's, this is critical. It's testing well. Play it, please. But they didn't want to play it because it was kind of too slow. And so I went in the air a couple nights later and I saw, hey, that card's not in the front of the file. Good. Good for these guys. They're playing that song. It turns out somebody had taken the card out of the card file and thrown it behind the console. <laughs> so that it wouldn't be in the front anymore. And I'm like, well, obviously we shouldn't do that. And the computer, you can't do that very well, very easily with the computer. 
So it solved some of those kind of problems, but at the same time, it introduced some other problems that we've now sorted out. The old hard file system and the simplicity of, you know, when did I play this artist last? When did I play this song last? That's kind of been obsoleted by now looking for what is the best song period to play in this position. You know you want one from this category or this group of categories, but out of all the possibilities, which one of those would be the absolute best choice based on a whole range of criteria? And that's where something like Music Master with optimum goal scheduling can really shine because it actually scores every single song before it decides which one to play in every single position. So throughout that transition to Windows, you and the team not only changed the interface, but also, I mean, really the whole system. So what are some of the things that you've been able to do since moving to Windows, and what are some of the things you see being able to do as we get faster and better and more computer power? Well, you know, in the early days, DOS was the only thing we had to work with, and DOS was extremely limited, but that was the technology that was available. As Windows came along, at the same time, the underlying hardware became faster and faster and faster. Processing speeds went up, storage capacities went up, and we were able to take advantage of that as we moved along and have the computer make more decisions faster and be able to do a better job of choosing the right song for every position. And Windows allowed us to move from a fairly rigid environment for a user interface. We only had a very limited range of colors and characters on the screen and graphics were really, really difficult to do. We were able to move into a world of a graphic interface, user interface. And then finally, we were able to move into an interface where the user had some control over the interface, where they could actually say, I want it to look like this. I want to put this thing over here, and I want to move this thing out of the way so I don't see it. And I want to take this history graph and move it onto a second monitor. And, and we made our system able to do all those things. And I think that was a big advantage for us, especially early on. And then the other thing that we did was where in the past, the database was fixed and everybody tried to emulate the song card. But the fixed database and the fixed song card idea was something that forced people who use music scheduling to make the software work for their format. But when we changed the technology and we said, let's make the, the database user-defined so they can add their own fields and their own tests and their own rules and their own codes, when we did that, it opened up music scheduling so that now it wasn't a perfect fit just for that hot radio station or that country current radio station. Now, people who are doing things like classical music could build a music schedule that perfectly fit their format rather than trying to fit their format into the computer. And that opened up another whole world of possibilities for people. Joe, besides being an innovator in radio technology, Music Master has also been on the cutting edge of training. Can you tell us how that's evolved and where Music Master training is going next? Well, one of the things that we decided early on to do was to uh, abandon the idea of having a call center or when you call in for help, you get the next available cubbyhole guy. The idea of having a dedicated support person for you, the beauty of that is that when you call back and you ask a question, that person is familiar with what you've wanted them to uh, or ask them for in the past and what they've worked on with you in the past. They may even be the person who did your conversion from some other system and helped you get your training in, in the first place. 
So it's sort of like personal consulting and they don't have to re-explain what the last guy did. The person they're talking to already knows that. And so our consultants basically bond with our customers in a way that gives, allows them to provide better support faster and without having to review what the other guys told them. It's a two-way street. It helps our customers, but it also helps our support folks because they build a rapport with that customer. They build a relationship with them. They know what their goals are. And so when they call, that doesn't have to be re-explained so they can very efficiently get right to the heart of the problem. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Explain that to me, and then I'll guide you to where you need to go to get that done. So if we can shift gears just a little bit and ask you to gaze into your crystal ball, where do you see radio going from here? Well, with respect to music scheduling, I see that there's no end in sight. We're adding all kinds of things. We now have two platforms. Music Master Client Server is designed with an enterprise database that you can put in the cloud, and basically you can get to Music Master from anywhere. You can get to Music Master through a web browser. So we're already pretty well along down that road. You know, you can access Music Master on your iPhone or your iPad and make changes to the schedule from a Starbucks coffee shop. And I think there'll just be more and more and more of that as we go down through the advances in technology. But the other thing is new scheduling techniques. I mean, we've come up with a new thing that is going to be out very soon called recombinant scheduling, which is designed to take uh, really super tightly formatted radio stations, particularly like uh, an R&B station that has not only... concern about the primary artist on a song, but a whole lot of contributing artists where you might have like Drake or somebody like that who's on a lot of the current records. Right. Uh, Little Wayne. Yeah. So how do you how do you separate those carefully from each other as best you can without breaking that circulation of the songs through the hours and making sure that you get those songs walking through the different hours and day part the way you want them to? And this recombinant scheduling does that by basically going through a whole lot of different permutations of, I know I have to play these songs in this hour, but in what order can I play them to really optimize the spread of the artists and contributing artists? And so that's like our newest thing that we're, we're rolling out here shortly. But it seems like every year or even every six months, listening to the users, we come up with a challenge. They throw a challenge at us. And then we put our heads together and we brainstorm about it and say, well, what's the best way to deal with that challenge? And we come up with new technology. There doesn't seem to be any end in sight to this. Mm. You know, we're constantly coming. They're coming up with new challenges and we're coming up with new solutions that meet those challenges. Great stuff. Joan App, the inventor, the guy behind the world famous Aware Music Master. And somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at show at bandwithondemand.com. Very cool. That's a wrap, Kipper. Hear lots of other ways that top radio hosts, PDs, and media thought leaders are growing their brands through the smart use of all available bandwidth options, plus dozens of segments of one-minute marketing. Check the previous episodes of Brandwith On Demand at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise.